0: Hello and welcome to the Your Honest Ally podcast. My name is Amy Greenaway and I am here to be your straight shooting bestie who lovingly tells you what you need to hear without beating around the bush, is your biggest hype girl and wants to see you living the life of your dreams. In this podcast, we will cover all things self-development, from manifestation, relationships, sex, fertility, owning your space and so much more. You will be exposed to ideas that will expand your horizons and give you knowledge to make empowered life decisions. Before we get into it, I invite you to open up that beautiful mind of yours, leave all the offense behind, and get ready to take full accountability and own your life. Let's grow together because, hey, I'm still figuring out life too. Hey, guys. I wanted to jump in quickly before the app starts to apologize in advance as during some parts of the interview, you will hear my obnoxious keyboard. My computer kept logging me out while we were recording, which was super painful and my chair is loud AF, but it is what it is. So I apologize for that. Also, just a reminder that this is not financial advice. We are not financial advisors. It is just what we do and it is what is working for us right now. Enjoy the app. Hello and welcome back to the Your Honest Ally podcast. My name is Amy Greenaway and I'm so excited to have you back here with me today. A little truth talk I was hungover when I recorded the Money podcast last time, and I literally forgot half of my life, it seems. Worst part is I didn't even get drunk. I literally get hungover nowadays from a few cheap wines. Keyword, cheap. I have discovered when I have cheap alcohol it really messes me up. So I've decided I'm no longer going to do that and I'm going to be picky with my drinks. Um, But yeah, I didn't want to record that whole episode again. So I have decided to do a part two. In part two, I'm going to cover off the big things that I forgot. And I thought I might get my husband Kirk on the podcast to talk about his perspective with our money give a little bit of his backstory around money and have someone else to chat with really. It's also super interesting to hear from someone with a completely different upbringing and to learn how they did Christmas and birthdays and just life in general. So yeah, if you haven't listened to the first Moolah Matters episode, I would recommend going and listening to that one first, as things won't make sense in this podcast episode if you don't. So, Kurt, Hercules, Dirk, Daddy, welcome to the podcast. Firstly, how are you?
1: Fantastic. How are
0: you doing? I'm good, thank you. Before we delve into the podcast ep of today, um, a little a life update. I have found a fertility, fertility specialist and I have booked in to have my bloods read and to figure out what's wrong. So I will keep you updated with that. It took me a little while, but I just had to overcome the heartbreak of not having the lady I wanted. But that is okay. And it is October. It is October, guys. We have three months left of 2023. I advise to take a look at the goals you set for the year and see where you are at and <laughs> kick yourself into gear. <laughs> I like to look at my goals all the time and think of the small things that I can do to start moving me towards them if I haven't done anything. So that's what a good thing to do. Have a look at your goals and just start moving towards them, even if you think, oh, I'm not going to make it by the end of the year. Who cares? You'll be closer to them anyway. Um, but, yeah, what can you put into action today? And not much else other than a life lesson really is don't ignore your dentist when they tell you that you need a filling because you'll be like me and end up in agony well not even like now I'm in agony I wasn't in agony before I had the filling um, but yeah so I was told I needed fillings urgently before Coco and I even got married and but they didn't they didn't really explain to me what would happen if I didn't do it. And I just was busy. And so I didn't go back and, then I went the other week and I needed them and they were like, your nerves are almost looking at us. And different people have nerve endings sitting at different points in their teeth. And unfortunately for me, my nerves go very high into my teeth. So I need a feeling quicker than say another person whose nerves don't sit so high. But yeah, now I'm in pain because the feeling is over the nerve and it has to try and ease that pain. But, yeah, that's a life lesson that I have for you. Let's get into our fun fact, life hack, and recommendation segment of the week. Kirk, do you have anything you want to share, a fun fact, life hack, or recommendation at all? Yeah, why
1: not? All right. So for a random fact, it's a little fun one. It's about sloth. <laughs> it it. Yeah. A sloth can hold its breath underwater longer than a dolphin. And I'm not joking. By slowing down their heart rate, they can hold their breath for up to how much? How long, how long do you reckon, in? Um, I don't
0: know, five minutes. 40 minutes. 40
1: no. have to surface after about 10 minutes. But on top of the fun fact, Damien,
2: <laughs> in light
1: of some flashbacks that I've been getting on my Facebook, I'm going to give a, track or a travel recommendation.
0: <laughs> okay. What's that? And it
1: is get a bunch of friends, buy a ticket to Munich, <laughs> and get yourself to October
0: 1st. Yes.
1: the best one you can have as an adult. <laughs> It and it
0: is better than Lego as a kid. <laughs> it's better than Disney World. It's
1: better than Disney World. I've there been to
0: lots of Disney. It's better than Disney. first. It's the happiest place Disney. on earth. <laughs> I love that. That is so true. We'll go back one day. That was the best. So fucking fun. So fun. So that's your. There's a fun double whammy for you. Fact. Yeah, that is a double whammy. Just that's really nice of you. That's interesting about sloths. Makes mm. sense. They're really slow. But they can. Hold Did your- you Google that? Hi. Did you Google that to I'm find a fun fact? No, like you didn't know no, you did not no, know that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a of uh, yeah. <laughs> them back. Okay. Good one All right guys, let's get into the podcast of today. So we're talking about money again. We're gonna bring Kirk in and get his point of view as well and talk about all the things that I forgot because I was not feeling great when I recorded. So Kirk and I handle our money together nowadays, but it hasn't always been that way. And we have evolved a lot along the way. Uh, We grew up very, very differently um, in different households, obviously, and have had to navigate that as our relationship evolved. Personally, I think we've navigated it all pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, as we both feel safe to speak our mind in our relationship, but it hasn't always been easy, breezy, beautiful when it comes to money, as it not always, it's usually not a word salad. So, Kirk, the listeners, uh, know my background mm-hmm. with money, how I grew up with it, and then I didn't have it, etc. What was growing up like for you in regard to money, spending, saving, just, in general?
1: Well, mum and dad were very hard workers, and I would say they were awesome savers. So, we weren't really struggling for money, as they say, but it was ingrained into us as kids that if we wanted something, we should work for it ourselves and earn our own money to get what we want in life. Yes, we we got presents and all that, and We did get things that we wanted, but I would say we probably weren't spoiled. Well, spoiled in like my eyes, but spoiled beyond looking at other families and stuff like that. No, definitely not.
0: So what would you say is spoiled?
1: Spoiled is going into shopping and getting $500 to go shopping, I would say, (laughs) $200 to go to a beach.
0: Okay. All right. But, but you didn't know people like that. No, no, no. Definitely yeah. not.
1: So I, that's why I said, I would say I was spoiled as a kid. But now seeing, I even seeing like some of my friends, it was like, yeah, we're definitely not spoiled, but we never, we never not went all
0: You were, never went with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So when you were living in Sydney, working in the tunnels, you were earning a lot of money, right? Big buff. Bucks, And when you were earning that money, what were you doing with it? Funny
1: we bring this up. Uh, this was a phase of what I like to say is tap happy Kirk. He was in town big time. And uh, I would say I was a decent saver during my younger years and through my apprenticeship. Uh, and then I moved overseas to Canada after saving up some money and uh, realizing uh, I should go traveling. So, Got a visa to Canada and Canada, the rest is history. I came back, moved in with one of my good friends in Sydney and uh, then picked up a job in the tunnels. And uh, it's very good money. So being accustomed to not having that amount of money come into your weekly wage, I was sort of like, oh, yeah, I can go buy this, buy that, eat out constantly uh it wasn't I would never really thought about money so say per se as uh I've, it doesn't like money wasn't an issue I was just like yep I buy that and buy that oh like that I'll buy that when probably it, I didn't actually need it but it was there and uh and I did spend I did spend a lot but in saying that when you're earning that money it's hard not to save or put money away so I did put money away and I did go on holidays I went to Japan twice I think the first time was like over five weeks the second time I went by myself and that was for a month so decent trips to Japan traveling all around uh snowboarding a lot and uh yeah so that's how the tap happy curse phase went down <laughs> and uh
0: Happy Kirk still around. He,
1: he comes <laughs> out on holidays, Yes,
2: he does.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. And can you remember at what point you figured out that I was maybe a little bit spoiled?
1: Oh, um, I can't really pinpoint the exact moment, but it was probably our first family Christmas at the Greenways. Uh. It's pretty loose. It's a loose time to be around the, the greenway. And, uh, like, just for context, it was, I'm in their family chat and it's just <laughs> siblings. Like, trust me, there's a lot of siblings. And these siblings are putting in these lists. And these lists are pages. Pages of gifts. And uh I was sitting there. I I was taken back a lot. Like I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Surely they don't expect to be getting all these gifts on this list."
2: No. But <laughs> but
1: what? I, yeah. I, and then I was sitting there. I've got like a couple things on my list, and I was like, "I have to think about more things." So I sat down. Thing and I, it was. I think I even said to Amy, "I was like, surely, Amy. I was like, surely you cannot expect all these presents." And she goes, Oh, I better get at least 80% of it. <laughs> no,
0: I did not yeah, say that. You reckon, I reckon it, no. you put words and, in my mouth.
1: And the worst part is it, it's like, Oh, well, I buy my own gifts anyway. I just get their card and pay for it. And pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, because I get great right deals. So I can get more, so you pretty much get all your more lists. bang for my buck. Yeah, because I can get it all with, we have Chris Kringle though. So for that, which list were you seeing? Because we have a list for our parents and then a list for Kris Kringle.
1: Two lists, people.
0: Yeah, because Kris Kringle is just one person buys it for you and we have a set limit. What is it, 150? Did we up it? No, it was 150. It was originally 100 100. and we upped it so we could get, like, really good gifts because we really don't like junk. So we want to buy and we like to buy people the gift that they want, not a gift they're going to throw in the bin. Um. And then, yeah, if I buy it, I like if someone has a list, I'm so savvy, I'll say the word savvy, that I can get them practically everything on their list because I know how to get a good deal. Okay.
1: Okay. That was probably the first time I realized that, okay, these guys are probably a little bit spoiled, but I didn't really notice it before then.
0: Okay, cool. That's good. So if you follow me on social media at all, you would have probably noticed that Kirk and I love to eat out at delicious restaurants. We enjoy date days. We had a big, beautiful wedding and we are huge travellers. Both of us, interestingly enough, are spenders, I would say, by nature. So you're seeing, you're seeing all of this and you're probably thinking how on earth are they affording all this in the economy of 2023 when everything is so expensive and our incomes are not raising to match inflation at all? The reason we can do that in this economy is because of the way we choose to live. And it's, I wouldn't say it's the way m- most people at all would choose to live right? and But I will be the first to tell you that inflation is eating into our goals like a hungry hippo. Mm -hmm. It's so shit. And if you're an employee and you don't get a cost of living pay rise to match inflation, which is like 7.5%, if you don't get a 7.5% cost of living pay rise, you're worse off financially than you were this time last year as you can't, like you cannot, live the same lifestyle on the income you did last year so essentially you've got a pay cut which is kind of shit and I know that so many people are in that boat probably more than the people that aren't Mm -hmm. um so Kirk how does it make you feel when you see the cost of buying a home these days do you ever feel a little out of depth or I don't
1: think it's out of depth but Looking at the prices of houses and day-to-day expenses, it's not ideal. It's, it makes it a lot tougher. But, uh, I know we're really good savers. We've, the way we live has made us really great at saving, knuckling down, saving, getting to, towards the goals that we've set. So it hasn't really, it hasn't really, but, I know I'm very confident that we're going to get our goals and more. So.
0: But we often, like, we look at houses where we live and we see how cheap they used to be um, even just like five to ten years ago. And like we do live in the Sunshine Coast and the prices Ooh. of housing, the price of housing here is just gone up just even in the last three years. It's almost sickening. It's not even like even the people that own the houses and have had that inflation. Are they like, this is a joke? It's not how it should be. Mm. And like, I always am like, I wish we bought back in 2008, but I was in high school. Mm. <laughs> and better yet, like, even bought back in the 1980s. But hey, we weren't even born then. So unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But yeah, we didn't. And sure, we can get angry about it and we can say it's shit, but being angry isn't going to change our situation other than make it worse, really. And not doing anything at all because it all seems helpless is a really shit mindset to put yourself in. So regardless of the fact that technically our incomes are going down if we're not getting pay raises to match the cost of living, that housing affordability is a real issue and it costs $100 to buy five fucking grocery items these days. And not to mention fuel. (laughs) Like, are ridiculous. Yeah. So. Yeah, our car literally costs double what it used to cost. Mm-hmm. Even when when we um were moving here, it was sixty dollars to fill up. Yeah. Which is so much cheaper than what it is over a hundred dollars nowadays. But even regardless of all of the shitty things and you know just in like inflation at the moment, can I still have our goals and we are really committed to them?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Our goals are big. Sometimes they're scary and seem unattainable, especially when I tell others about them and they say, what? <laughs> yeah. um, but I have found working towards these goals gets both you and I like so much further ahead even if we don't hit them within the initial time frame we, we set originally because we eventually get there and we wouldn't have got there if we didn't work towards them, right? No. And if we didn't set that time frame, So that is one of my first tips, set big goals
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that are attainable but also a little scary. You might not reach it by the date, but you will get there or very, very close to it, I reckon. Yes. So, Kirk, what are our money goals currently?
1: Well, we have a currently, we have a bit on, what's <laughs> uh, new in the world at Johnson, money goals at the moment are we are saving for our planned holidays mm-hmm. and, of course, saving for our first home slash future investment property. Yeah. So they're our main goals and uh, we're crushing it, I would say. We're going very good.
0: Yeah. And we've got not we planned holidays, we've got a few.
1: We do have a few. That's why I said planned holidays. Yeah. We are going to Uluru next month. We're going to Vietnam for New Year's. We're going to Melbourne. We're going to Melbourne see Maxi. We're going
0: South and Central America.
1: America. (laughs) Uh, That one's probably the daunting one, but we're going to
0: get there. Yeah, if we could pay for Africa, we can pay for South and Central America. Yeah, yeah. Very good (laughs) savers. Oh gosh. Um, Okay, so before we were together, what were your life and money goals?
1: Um life and money goals were mainly saving to go on holidays trips away I wasn't really thinking about a home at that point in time uh, it wasn't until us getting together that I really made any plans you know like I, I was I sort of go with the flow kind of guy <laughs> I still am that yeah <laughs> yeah uh, still Amy's am Amy's steering the ship I'm just going in the back hanging on having a good time
0: but you're the reason we're buying a house yeah well Yeah, but that's what you wanted.
1: Hmm.
0: I was happy to just rent forever. Rent forever? Yeah. (laughs) I do want a big house, but like that was like, it was only when you said, This is what I want, that I was like, Okay, well, we need to put that in our plan. Hmm. Because it wasn't going to be in the plan unless you had said that. We always like kind of said, Oh, yeah. And then you were like, No, I would like this. So. Because
1: we both sat down, we thought, it is a smart decision getting the property, as property is booming. So, yeah, but I think we're
0: forty years too late. <laughs> too late but, but no, think of it's, it's fine. Think, no,
1: think of what the prices are now, yeah. and then think in ten years' time. What the I know,
0: price I know, and it will be nice. Like, yeah, we will, and it's just diversifying. I see it as diversifying our portfolio, <laughs> but it is just another investment, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But we don't put all our eggs in one basket. No. So, yeah, so obviously they've changed in the last five years.
1: Yes, uh, 100% they've changed. And uh, they do get even tweaked now. Like we do change them. Sometimes we don't hit our targets in our timeframe, but we do eventually. We don't, if we don't hit those targets, we don't just go, oh, it's out of the equation. We keep on going for that goal until we get it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but making money and life goals are so important. It's crazy to think that people do not have money-slash-life goals. They give you more purpose and drive with work and in life. Plus, who doesn't love hitting goals? Man. You love hitting goals. <laughs> I do. I love hitting goals.
0: Yeah. feels uh, good.
1: It feels really good.
0: Yeah, it feels real good.
1: <laughs> and just setting goals in any not just uh, like life goals, like going to the gym saying you want to lift this amount of weight feels really good when you get it yes so yeah yeah make make money and life goals makes life better a lot of fun
0: yeah feels nice to achieve things oh yeah yeah and it feels nice like sometimes you can achieve goals like say like all buying a house and stuff like that Well. Well, I guess some people could mm-hmm. um, without actually setting that as a goal and working towards it, and it doesn't feel so sweet mm-hmm. when you reach those goals, whereas, like, yeah, when you've set a goal and then you work to get there, it feels real good. All right, so how do we get ahead in these days? The first thing we had to do a few years ago was earn more money. Mm-hmm. So Kirk, you went from earning really decent money in Sydney. Yeah. To earning in a full week up here what you used to earn in less than three days down there, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Like it's probably in the tunnels was
0: probably like two days worth. Yeah. 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 So Backstory, co-worked in the tunnels, then we went into lockdown, the tunnels shut, so you lost the job. So you had no job for a while. It was, yeah, it was a very It day. felt like a long time, yeah. but we were just locked inside yeah. as well. I was lucky enough that I could work from home. Then you started working for a civil company. Yeah. And then he worked three days, but those three, three nights. Those three nights. Three yeah, nights. but those three nights were more than what you earned when you first moved, where you first moved to Queensland. Yeah. And we'd also point out that our rent in Queensland when we moved up here ended up being the same, or was it more, as it was when we lived in North Sydney where we could walk to the Harbour Bridge and, like, have that view.
1: Well, our first place was, was cheap, cheaper. But it
0: was a little dead.
1: Yes, it was a little far. And our next apartment was a premium apartment. And it
0: was, I think it was. Was it $50 more than I North think Sydney? I less than North Sydney. Oh, but then in North Sydney, I got discounts. I made them lower, I ran. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But it wasn't like we came and saved a bunch of money on our housing.
1: No. Because the housing up here is insane. We, we, thought we
0: safe. were all coming up to move
1: away from Sydney to get away from those prices. But they the prices
0: followed us. Followed us. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But yeah, so that was just like a bit of context. So we've come here thinking it'll get us ahead, but it's. it, it didn't. And obviously Sydney wages are so much more than Sunshine Coast wages. Mm-hmm. So when then we first moved up here and you had that first initial job, how long were you there for? I
1: think I was there for a good eight or nine months, wasn't it? It was a while. It was a, it was a fair bit.
0: And then you changed to a job in the field that you wanted, but it wasn't much better pay in the, in the scheme of things. It was a little
1: bit better pay, but yeah, it wasn't.
0: They called a off work day, pay rise, like, increase. And then what pushed you to go find a better opportunity? Um,
1: I think it was more of us falling behind on our goals and sitting down and talking to you and realizing, oh, well, behind and where we want to be and what we need to earn so then I was like well there's other crane mobs out here I might as well test the waters and see what's going on out there and made a few phone calls and uh yeah done a better paying job so
0: yeah okay so that's the little little story mm. do you feel like you learned anything during the years that you were on a lower income like did that serve a purpose
1: oh for sure yeah like uh it taught me that tapping at the coat wasn't a sustainable way to live for one thing, like you're not always going to be earning that money and even when you're not earning that money you can't just keep spending the money the way you were, but it also it, it like like you say, it taught me to live off a lot less than if I thought I could, so. Once you're down on a lower wage, and you we sat down, we calculated what money goes to what, 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 and then work out what I have to spend each week as my well, tap tap money. Um, realizing it's not much at all, I've learned how to deal and live off that, and we don't go out. We don't. We don't miss out on anything. Oh. You were
0: saying we don't go out. No, no, no. I was trying to
1: say we don't go without. No.
0: Okay. So some things that we have done um, and do to minimize our, our personal costs of living and just create the lifestyle that sustains us at the moment is we – the first one would be we've had a car – well, one car – since 2021, which means one car to register, <laughs> service, look after. What are you laughing at? Nothing.
1: i I'm It's just like <laughs> probably the one thing that uh, is sort of annoying at all is the one
0: car. The most annoying thing, yeah, yeah is the one car. But we do spend a lot of our time together uh-huh. um, and we don't have kids no. and I work from home. So it works for us for now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you feel about having the one car? <laughs> annoyed.
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say I'm annoyed. It's sort of it's a bit painful on Fridays when <laughs> you have to go from one end of the coast where at the moment we are at one part of the bottom of the sunshine coast. And I work at Noosa, the north end of the coast. Tippity top. So on Fridays, our day looks like we go to the gym. best drive to my work, drop me off. Amy goes back down to the coast on near the bottom to go dancing. Then she has to work during that time frame. And then she has to come pick me up in the afternoons at the tippity top of the coast.
0: And then drive all the way back all down. Way back
1: down
0: and I hate driving.
1: She doesn't like driving. Passenger princess. <laughs> That's yeah. Sad.
0: Yeah. I'm a passenger princess. Okay. Um, okay. Well, p- currently it's working for us, right? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But Kirk wants a bike and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Too. So are chipping away, It's chipping away every time I drive to pick him up on a Friday. <laughs> I think, okay, maybe it seems good. When we were saving for our wedding, we were living in that unit that was as expensive as North Sydney. Yeah. And We realized to be able to afford the wedding, Mm -hmm. we had to get housemates. Yeah. It's all well and good to enjoy living alone. Like, we like it. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you value and is a hard, hard line, then you do you. But if you have big goals and want to get ahead, not just maintain or tread water, walking around your house naked might be something you have to sacrifice for a short while. Mm -hmm. Unless you live with your besties, then you can still walk around naked and have a great company. Yeah. I still love living with my besties. But while we were saving for our wedding, Kirk, you were earning at first very little compared to what you're earning now. Mm. And we still made it work. Yeah, definitely. You actually didn't change jobs until after our wedding. Just before. Or was it just before? Yeah. Probably like a month. Um, Like it it didn't make a a huge impact.
1: I think it was a month before I went.
0: Yeah, okay. We also had more separate finances then than now, and we only really combined our finances once we got married. Mm -hmm. What were your main fears around combining our finances?
1: I didn't really have any main, like, big fears about it. It was probably the fact that I had to be a lot more onto what I was spending myself, not just transferring from a fund that I know I shouldn't be touching. <laughs> because we <laughs> we didn't have our finances together, but we still had our own little savers that we were meant to be putting into and being held accountable on those finances. But have happy to
0: Is that why you resisted so much?
1: oh yeah, probably, yeah, definitely. I would say so. But Towards fears of actually joining, the world. I don't think there was any.
0: None. No. no. And how do you feel about it all now that we have them combined?
1: It's amazing. Yeah, it's very good. It's uh I'm not much. What did I say? I'm not much of a stress head, me per se. But having our finances in one little location and seeing that everything is covered like everything we have is little savers that covered our whole year's expenses. And knowing that all that every everything that we have is covered is a big relief and uh, it's a good weight off the shoulders of a year's expenses, I would say. Just make my chair so fucking
2: loud.
0: So even though we have Combined our finances, mm-hmm. we set up our um, well. We've set up our spending plan and budget to work for us. So, but we still have separate spending accounts, right? So yeah. you have your tap tap as we call it, and I have my tap tap. And we have separate emergency fund accounts.
1: Yeah.
0: And that is we have separate gifts and stuff. Oh, we've got yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things separate, which is still like. That gives you your own sense of security if I ever just hit my head and went crazy and try to take everything I can't
2: Mm.
0: Um, and the same goes for me. We both have our own savings that have nothing to do with each other and, yeah, and then we have a set amount each week that goes into our date fund and that's where you see our nice dinners and all of those things that we do. I'm sure if we had, like, a lot more expenses than we do currently, that would be less, but we don't. And that is something we really value. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like. A
1: lot of couples should value it more. Yeah, going out
0: on nice dates, even if it's just a nice picnic. a Yeah, if you're not someone that's interested in food, like we're huge foodies, yeah. so we I like to try a different place each week. Um, but yeah, like just spending time together is always a huge thing. And Kirk, Kirk has a love language fund for me. I do. You didn't spend
2: much yeah, from I it.
0: I know it's really So <laughs> <laughs> it like, I <laughs> love language, yeah, so my love language is blanking. gifts. <laughs> but not not typical what's it called? Expected gifts, hey. No. And then the last thing is we do have everything automated. Everything other than our surplus mm-hmm. is automated. And because Kirk's income alters each week we have just got a base that we say that he would earn like as a minimal and then mm-hmm. the surplus is what we use to put towards different savings it just obviously changes each week with how much you um, work yeah as i mentioned in part 1 of the episode um, part 1 of this we meal prep and meal prepping saves us so much money so much money the cost of not meal prepping is so much higher than the one to two hours it takes you to do it on a weekend or even a few times a week if you like to prep only a few days in advance because some people are like that. Mm. Not me, but some people. Kirk, do you have any tips on meal prepping or anything else to add to that? Because I know people like, oh, how do I meal prep? But they're just like, it's like the unknown, so they're too scared to try it.
1: But mm. well, i good question, meal prepping it's a game changer. It's massive. The amount of money you can save doing you know, it is insane. And I know a lot of people. Probably the main, the main tip is a lot of people at my say to me, "Oh, I don't know how you eat the same thing the whole work week, maybe even two weeks." if I like the food that much, I like your breakfast, yeah, like I'll, it's I'll been always, have, I'll always have my. <laughs> money, though, it's so easy and it tastes good, so. Don't change something that tastes good. But I will change my lunches usually usually every week. So but I'll eat them constant for a week, so i we'll would have, have I had uh, spaghetti oil on these last week. But a chicken or I had butter chicken. But it's for five days straight. So a lot of I know a lot of people can't do that. They love variety. And uh, but I'm a simple man and I like those foods so I'll eat them. But if It is not your go-to. I'd spend, that. my tip is just spend another extra hour food prepping and make another batch of meals. Maybe like spaghetti bolognese, butter chicken, I'm not making anything that's going to take so much time. You pop your rice on while that's cooking, you smash butter chicken, you've got pasta on another pot. You can make two to three different meals On a Sunday afternoon, rather than watching movies, and then all you have to do is freeze them bad boys up. You can have a different. You can have spaghetti bolognese on Monday, butter chicken on the next. These are just examples, but you can make. I've had wraps before, chicken wraps. They're easy to make. They take two seconds.
2: Mm, And you can
0: change the flavors each day.
1: Yeah, definitely different sauces, different bits. So my tip would be to if you can't have the same food. Day in day out, spend a little bit of extra time and uh, prep a few meals, freeze them. You can freeze them. Nothing wrong with freezing. Yeah.
0: Do you notice a difference in our grocery budget when we don't meal prep?
1: So much, nearly double, triple, <laughs> and it's also another tip actually getting food
0: delivered. <laughs> that was going to be yeah. my next point.
1: Because <laughs> if we go into that shop and we walk those aisles, <laughs> and then we get carried away. Oh my gosh. Those are the little
0: saving buckets, the little yellow tabs that you and see. And the fun new things you see and you think, oh no, we'll try no, that. True, yeah. And then if you're trying 50 of those times three, that's. I love the snack aisle. Show why I've got needed fillings. <laughs> <laughs> like Kirk always says, don't go near there. I just see the look down there. But I don't buy snacks full price ever. No. I just want to see what's half price. It has to be half price. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm getting carried away. Uh, another tip is well, it's not a tip, but I am famous amongst my friends for always finding incredible deals. I have always been that person. Good. Uh, I got a trip to New Zealand in a penthouse mm. with flights for $30. Is that $30? 30 $15. $15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself, mm. you know. I get five-star hotels for the price of a hostel. I always get upgrades in hotels. And, yeah, just, like, all all the things. Like, getting the deals, though, literally comes down to the mindset I have around it and the mindset I have around money. And I know it is always coming to me and good things are always happening to me, but Negative Amy didn't get shit on the honeymoon. <laughs> Did she? Actually. We got a few upgraded runes.
1: Mm. It's, a, it's a lot harder to bargain in that country, isn't it? Yeah. So we haven't got much
0: of an upgrade, really. No, but also I, I think it was my mentality. I was just a bit, a bit ruined from saving for the honeymoon and the wedding. Yeah,
2: true.
0: And just planning everything. But, yes, I was pretty negative, and so we didn't get much. But, hey, I'm making up for it with all the deals we're getting in Vietnam. Do you think your mindset or attitude around money has changed over the past five or ten years at all?
1: Totally I had the mindset of easy come, easy go on money. Looking back now, I wish I knew what I know now. I had a spending plan mm. and I wish I invested more money at least ten years ago. Like when I was in my apprenticeship, I wish I invested money because I would be but uh, it's how far ahead, how much further ahead I would be in life if I had a spending plan and invested, invested in the money.
0: In, you mean in the stock market? 100%, yeah. Yep, yeah. That's, yeah, hindsight, bitch, mm-hmm. or a beautiful thing. But But When's the tell others. time to start. No, yeah, when's the, the bright, best time. Has, best time to start is when. Yeah. 20 years ago (laughs) the next best stuff is now now the biggest thing we are currently doing and have been doing since december last year so december of 2022 which is was after we paid for our wedding and we were saving for our honeymoon is we are actually full-time house and pet sitters Perk, what did you think when I suggested that maybe we should start house sitting?
1: Uh first thought was oh yeah, we'd give it a whirl for a short amount of time. I was thinking, uh, very like to put it in perspective, our lease was up. They wanted to up our rent a lot and we weren't happy with that. So
0: But we also wanted to move anyway.
1: We did want to move and we went shopping for houses or New units and stuff.
0: No, I didn't. Yeah, we went
1: to look at a few, didn't we?
0: I didn't. Yeah, didn't look at one. I just decided I didn't no. want. It. I didn't want to because I was planning the honeymoon.
1: Yeah. But, but we did just get married. We were saving for our honeymoon. You were planning it. It was pretty hectic. So decided, let's start a house sitting, and uh, rental prices were crazy. So. It was a good idea, and I thought for a short amount of time, it was a, it was definitely a good thing.
0: We thought we would maybe house it until, because you were going to, I was going to Sydney yeah, f- until our honeymoon because my yeah. sister was here. Yeah. So I was like, well, you can stay somewhere at a friend's or something, mm-hmm. or uh, what if we house that until the honeymoon? Yeah. And then, okay, so you were like, yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, that's fine. And I thought, I'll uh, up. Up to the honeymoon, yeah, great. And then once we get back, we could probably find someone. I think I said somewhere on the cheap, which <laughs> a bit oblivious.
0: So we house sit or pet sit in mm-hmm. exchange for free rent, which means this is saving us about $800 a week because that is what our rental rent. was going to be. Yep. Given that someone's living situation is often their biggest expense. This is a huge saving for us. Coming from experience, I would always, always say to people and recommend you stay at home with your parents as long as you can if it's free or mm-hmm. cheap and saves you a bucket load of money.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And when we were saving for our wedding, we would often say, oh, I wish we had parents we could move in with while we were saving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it would get us so far ahead. So I guess this is our version of it, right? Um, although it's not as glamorous and it seem, as it seems and you have to be extremely, extremely, extremely organized.
2: Mm.
0: But given we don't have kids and our Rosie lives with my parents, it is something that we've decided to maximize on and use to our advantage. Mm. The reason we do it for free is because it benefits both parties when we were planning our wedding, we were trying to find somewhere to have Royce stay up, our, our dog stay for, was it through four weeks? Mm-hmm. Because our wedding was like a destination wedding, well, for most of the guests. So they had to fly and Royce has like severe anxiety and can only be at my parents' house where where he was raised. So I was trying to find hotels to have him, like doggy hotels that were going to cost me thousands of dollars or us thousands of dollars. And they just weren't very helpful either. And then it wasn't until someone offered to house sit that it ever even clicked in my brain that that was an option. Mm. And it helped us so much. And also my parents, because they have a dog as well, but it also meant their house was looked after. Royce was happy he wasn't going to be distressed and come home super stressed and even though he told us he didn't want money for it I transferred him money but like just knowing that really helped like the stress of our day there was like no stress of our day around that Mm -hmm. so that is why we do it for free because we know what it's like to be so stressed about your pets and like you want them to be happy right yeah yeah and I know people do get paid for it, and, yeah, you can, which is great, but right now we're happy with the arrangement we have. Sure. Although some pet sits probably should get paid because their dog is really, really high maintenance and needs millions of drugs and a bath every day and certain things, mm-hmm. Um, but mostly it's not like that. So now that we've been house-sitting for, is it nine months, minus our honeymoon, yep. so... Seven, six months. How, how long was the honeymoon? Two months.
1: Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on it now?
1: Yeah, I like it. It's really good. I think it was after our second house sit that I thought, yeah, we can actually do this. And it was more um, seeing the responses we got from our Facebook post of, hey, we're going to house sit on the coast. And there was so many people were trying to book us in. And I was like, what? And then the Amy hey, being the perfect planner that she is, she had an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> of uh, working dates and did everything. And she was like, Well, we're pretty much booked out even after our honeymoon. And I was like, Oh, all right, let's, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. So here we are. And now we're booked out until August 2024.
0: August 2024. Yeah, we will have to do a whole podcast on all things house-sitting as there is a lot to discuss about it and we have plenty of funny stories, but also when we were starting out, there wasn't like you can read blogs and stuff, but there isn't much information or tips or knowledge on it. So it would be good to do that. I think a, a podcast would be good and I know lots of people are interested in it. It's currently helping us save so, so much money for our big money goals. And that I would say, like all our other things we do, and that helped us even to save for our wedding. But this on top of all of that has really propelled us forward a lot. And yeah, we've even have friends now that are house sitters as well after they saw what we were doing. So that is our biggest, biggest. I wouldn't say none of these are tips they're just yeah. they're just what we do
2: yeah
0: away, but I know so many people like people message me like how do you do these things and live this life and even someone's like you travel but you travel to a high level sorry that sounded like a growl <laughs> you travel to a high level and you you eat at really nice restaurants and you do all these things that you want to do so that that is how. That is how we do it. Um, Kirk, do you have any money regrets?
1: Yes. Yes, I definitely do. Uh, there's probably two regrets with my money. Uh, one I've touched on before is not investing money a lot sooner in stocks. And mm-hmm. Second would be uh, not being smarter with my money when I was earning a lot of money. That would be my next regret. But I wouldn't take back the time again like I had a lot of fun yeah great fun.
0: yeah but you could have had that much fun with a I spending plan
1: especially with a spending like a spending plan in place I still could have done everything that I did do and I would have been oh, further ahead further ahead so, set up a lot, a lot better yes
0: so if you're my little brother or one of my nephews or nieces listening to this mm-hmm. listen <laughs> to listen to me <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I tell you I'll set you up for spending for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It <laughs> helps <laughs> so much and it's freeing. Yeah. I find it freeing. Oh,
2: definitely. Because
0: it's so freeing knowing that no matter what, I'll always have the money for anything that we have put in that budget. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and then also saying, well, I can buy this because I have the money for it, like really? with things that you want. And you can do all of these things, like all of these things that we do. Yes, we are two people, mm-hmm. Um, so we have double income, but you can do that as a single. You can do this oh, as a yeah. single because we have double income, but we also have double expenses. Yeah,
1: definitely. Probably more important to be doing it as
0: a single. So that's how we do it, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, how we save, get to our goals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure there's so many more tips, and like I said last week, there's amazing resources to get free information, and I recommend you listen like to them. And like you said, our
1: spending plan that we have
0: budgeted off is free. Yeah, it's free now. It.
1: We paid for it. We
0: paid for it. Yeah. I did the full course. It's a course, guys, yeah. which is really helpful because you got to change your mindset as well. You, mm-hmm. can, you can set all these things, but then you can go in and take money out of your savings, which we don't do. Coke did. Coke did, and two we combined, <laughs> yeah, I know <never> did. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely
2: learning.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today, Dirk Daddy. That was quite insightful, I think. Thanks for having me. Hopefully people got something out of that.
2: I back.
0: <laughs> okay. back. <laughs> okay, well, you've got to come back for the house-sitting podcast. yeah that'll teach people some things thank you everyone for joining me i hope that was a little bit insightful for you all and that you enjoyed it just a reminder to please like share and review the podcast i love the instagram shares feel free to tag me as well and DM me if you loved this podcast, I'd like to hear, or if you have any feedback at all, or have any topics you would like to hear me discuss, or even any guests you think would be great for me to have on. And just remember, guys, I'm always on your side. Big love. Have a beautiful week.